Good morning and welcome to Content Content, everyone. Good My name morning. is Derek Haltel across. Mike, they got the viewer counter back. Remember last week? We did two weeks yeah. ago. They, we thought no one was watching. Yeah, that's right. And they got. And let's be honest. Hopefully, it's not like ever. It's not like a thousand people have ever watched, but it's nice to have a handful of folks. Yeah, definitely. I don't know if uh, the program we were using wasn't. If there was just, it wasn't giving us any indication of whether it was zero or 20 people. Yeah. Uh, so it's good to have that back. I don't know what happened. <laughs> so I want to uh, say happy 30th episode, Derek. Yes. Happy 30th episode. This, Mike. Can you believe it? This is, I don't know. I'm, I'm just, I never, honestly, I didn't know what was going to happen. Me neither. I remember us starting and, and feeling, you know, when we did it without video, the first few episodes before the pandemic, mm-hmm. it was like different because there's no video, right? Right. So it's a different kind oh of thing. Oh my god! Even like the project itself had less gravitas to it. Yeah. Less meaning to it. And then like when we started to like kind of do the video, it it totally made us have to get used to so much stuff, like seeing yourself <laughs> and everything. Good morning, Maria. That's right. Thanks for joining us today for our thirtieth episode. And um, so yeah, it was like us getting used to 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 seeing you know like seeing yourself on on video and doing and then to get comfortable with it and then to like then to 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 try and be able to talk the way me and you talk normally. Right through the computer through screen. the computer screen, being yeah, somewhere else, kind of weird. The whole thing was like so much, so much adjusting. We had to learn, you know, little things, you know, the little lighting stuff, little bit of this, little, you know, all kinds of stuff we had to like adjust to, and and you know, and you're you're you moved, you're in a new place. Uh huh. I'm. Right. I just have to say, I am missing a little bit the the step ladder. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say the wall. No, no. The step ladder. The, the wall is. Yeah. Uh, wall I, I is a wall. I still have the step ladder. I could get the step ladder. <laughs> Man, because that was you. You know why I've it it, it felt like a, a connection point because I have the same stepladder and probably half of the, half of the world too has a, a, the similar. That's step a rich person. That's a rich person who who sells those stepladders. That exact same one. Because there appears to be only one that you could possibly buy. <laughs> For real, they're everywhere. Everyone has that that one, and then they have a smaller one usually, and that's it. Right, the little three step. Yeah, ladders, exactly. Or like one, two on top. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, uh, well, go ahead, man. Well, you know, it's, it is funny to think that, uh, it's worth mentioning. It's barely worth mentioning, but it is worth mentioning the fact that we did start content content before the pandemic. Yes, we did. It seems like once the pandemic hit, everybody's trying to do Zoom calls. Everybody's trying to start a podcast because nobody can go outside and do any shows, Lord knows. But we were technically slightly ahead of that. Yeah. Well, maybe that's <laughs> why we're still doing it because we actually were going to do it. And we yeah, weren't just true. doing it because we're we bored at home or anything. We actually right, wanted right. to do it. We, we really did want to do it. Yeah, yeah. like we actually <laughs> wanted to do it. We weren't like, well, well, there's nothing else we can do. Let's let's try and buy that. And I think, I can't even remember how we did it exactly. If we had like put out the first episode or two. No, we were trying think, to, to stack up a bunch, I remember. That's right. And I then, think I was, I was big on that. And yeah. Then we, and then we couldn't. No, then we, we had maybe three in the can. I think, mm-hmm. and we wanted to have maybe five that way, in case one of us couldn't make a week, and we would always have something. It would, yeah, yeah. Have so we had, you know, that way. 
you know, something like that. But, uh, you know, we're here, man. And, and I'm th- very, very thankful. Uh, I, I love doing the show every Sunday. Uh, one person watching, a hundred, it doesn't matter. You know, uh, I, I enjoy it. It refreshes me. Uh, it's put me on a more exciting journey, uh, seeking answers, um, defining um, who I am. And, and, you know, it's it's been awesome. You know, I really enjoy it. And I just I want to thank you, Derek, because, you know, uh, it's so cool to have someone to shoot back and forth, to talk, to think about things. And, 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 and we we challenge each other like in um, in gentle ways, you know. Yes. Yeah. And, and it's so beautiful to have uh, someone like that, that you can talk, even have different opinions on things or, or different kind of hey but what about this and to be able to really grow because of those conversations um i think is a, it's a real gift you know uh, i couldn't agree more man and honestly this goes back to something we talked about in our first episode which was that you and i began to talk about these things because they not a lot of holy people in yeah. our lives <laughs> were particularly interested in exactly yep. so from that standpoint for years now uh you have helped me uh, at least bounce ideas off of, if not grow, and I, I would say grow. And then also just to be able to have to do this every week, I have been privately telling some folks that like, you know, after the first like four or five episodes, I was like, yeah, that's all the things I have to say. <laughs> that's all the stuff I know. <laughs> I guess now I'll just repackage what it is I said before. So it does push me too. Yeah. Um, and you know what? I heard a little clip of you going on John's Lonely Podcast our viewers would like to check that out um and he was asking you like well are you going to do another shop chronicles thing and uh you know you go back and forth on that but you did mention that content content it's kind of rejuvenating and the fact that we do do it on sunday kind of like pushes me through the week yeah me too. throughout the week i'm always thinking about at the beginning of the week i'm thinking about what we said at the middle of the week to the end of the week i'm trying to figure out what to say um and yeah for better or worse it's made me do a lot more reading about all of this stuff <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you... it makes me feel like, oh, I gotta really dive into this stuff, which has the added bonus of the fact that this is like, you know, it's ostensibly a kind of self improvement kind of thing. Heck yeah. So, um, again, we do this show selfishly, and if it helps anybody else, that um, is a cherry on top of the cake uh, or the pie. Cherry pie. Cherry <laughs> anyway. Um, so, yeah, thank you, Mike. Come on, let's be honest. You're way more famous than I am. So you should be. I, I'm not that much have. more famous than you, Derek. I'm 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 a tiny bit more. I, actually, there's something that I think embodies the show. You know, um, it's a quote that I uh, from a book I've been reading uh, called "A New Kind of Christianity," and um, I shared it on on uh, on our Instagram. It's a short quote. You know, revelation happens. Through the course of conversation, in the tension of the argument, through the interplay of statement and counterstatement. And I really believe that's what our show is. You know, we it's it, we, we learn through conversation, through listening, through, uh, you know, and it's and it's a beautiful thing because it, it opens up um, a better way, you know, if for lack of a definition or it's just a better way than what we see in you know like the debate the other night you know it's just just gonna say that (laughs) it's the complete polar opposite like if you're looking for the complete polar opposite of the debate the other night welcome to content content 
the, this is the complete. That's a pretty good advertiser. Yeah, I gotta put that together. Yeah, if we, if you thought, you know, oh, this is terrible. This is, and, and you were outraged, and you want the complete opposite. Come on in. It's here we the are. Water's just fine. Here we are with with with, <laughs> with our with our spiel. I'm picturing a Photoshop now of Trump and Biden, but it's my head and your head. That's how we're smiling hey, at each other. Let's do it, man. That sounds like fun, actually. Um, but yeah, not for nothing, man. But in that debate, not that we should get into this too much necessarily, but in that debate, you have two people who fundamentally disagree uh, on just about everything, and they don't respect one another at all. Um, which, of course means, as was illustrated in that thing, that absolutely nothing will be accomplished. Right. Absolutely yeah. nothing will actually be discussed at all. It's all hot air uh, signifying yeah. nothing, really. Um, that you need to have a certain level of respect, and in our case, I think a great uh, amount of respect, to move a conversation forward, or to move yourself forward, mm -hmm. to move a topic forward, um, which is exactly, I think, what we're trying to do. Um, Wait, are you saying that that is why we need the devil? I mean... I think you kind of are, because... If, if we didn't have the devil... Right. What would we be pushing forward from? What would we feel right. we need to push forward toward? So, in a way, we need each other. I think so. Yeah. Now, who's the angel and who's the devil of a content contest? Well, <laughs> that's a me <laughs> Well, I, I like to think we're on the we're on the same we're on the same team, but on uh, on a different team. <laughs> somehow, yeah, yeah. somehow, like we're on, kind of like uh, yeah, we each have our <laughs> yeah. each have our moments, I suppose. <laughs> so, um, actually, I I, I want to kick off uh, if if it's all right, then uh, with the Job stuff. Go right ahead. Yeah, just briefly, in case you haven't seen the adverts this week, we're talking this week about why we need the devil. And it's a typically uh, paradoxical, counterintuitive episode because everybody wants to live in heaven and be happy all the time. Yep. Isn't that what we're trying to do, Mike? Yeah, but I'm I'm learning that that's impossible. <laughs> so <laughs> the trouble, and this is a small thing. This is a, the trouble with it is it's completely impossible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you know, so uh, what ended up uh, kind of sparking this? I think me and Derek were talking about. Uh, the book of job like off you know not 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 on on the show but we were just talking about it and somehow you know i i kind of you know because i'm looking at uh the the scriptures especially the ones that i know very well which are you know old testament new testament with a new lens you know just in a new light and um a much more open you know ready to receive whatever is there you know instead of through the greco-roman lens and basically if you think about Job, you got you got this story and Satan comes to God for permission to mess around with Job, you know, and I'm not going to get too deep in technical, you know, like into every detail. But the gist of it is, you know, he comes and he says, hey, you know, Job, Job, you know, this, that and the third, you know, let me let me mess around with him a bit. And, and God is like, it doesn't matter. You can mess around with him. Job loves me. You know, Job is not going to forsake me. And it and it turns out to be true, you know. Job basically, his life is the the worst <laughs> things that can happen. You happen to him, and then uh, then his friends come and they're very pious and they say it's basically all his fault. You know, he he 
he did something to deserve it all, which is good how, how many times have <laughs> Sounds you Sounds like a group of dudes. I've had friends like that plenty. It's your fault, friends. Bro. You yeah. shouldn't have done that. Yeah, so basically you go you go and you know you need you need consolation and and like typical friends, they just blame you. <laughs> He's yeah, like, "Dude, come on. You should have beat him up." Yeah. Or or you know, in this case, you know, you you sinned against God. You did this and that's why this happened. You need to examine yourself and this and that and the third. So they blame him. <clears throat> and they go through these big discourses and then at the end god basically in in a way takes takes job's side because job just was like i don't know he was content content on that one he was like eh. and his friends knew and then there's no real answer at the end it's just kind of like you know it doesn't give you the answer it just is kind of like well you don't know you know mm. and and that got us thinking about the role of, of the devil you know like uh you know, I, I got a, a a little quote, and then then we'll go over to you, Derek, with, with some of your thoughts on this stuff, um, because I think this really kind of sums up, you know, a good a good place to jump into this. Uh, sociologists sometimes say that groups can exist without a god, but no group can exist without a devil. Some individual or group needs to be identified as the enemy, as evil, as a threat. So that the troops can be rallied, funds can be raised, internal questions and divisions and boundaries can be maintained. And that's from Brian McLaren. And I feel like that is, yeah, and that's why we need the devil. <laughs> um, that's interesting, man, because we have, we have talked recently in a couple episodes about how, you know, we, we shouldn't need uh, an enemy you know the idea that until the aliens come all the humans won't we'll keep fighting amongst ourselves like we need some sort of external uh enemy so that we can push against it mm -hmm. <clears throat> and of course when you're talking about like other groups of humans or really like any kind of like earthly creature um i think that can be very destructive obviously the devil is quite destructive um but I think what you're referencing in that quote there is not so much like a group of people to be demonized or like a, a subset of society to um, push back against. Um, but really kind of tapping into the universal truth that there is suffering in life. Um, and that there inevitably will be something to contrast your happiness with. Yeah. So what becomes very dangerous and just like plain hurtful to oneself is to try and live in a world, and let's be honest, pretend to live in a world where that suffering and that demonizing doesn't exist. Because it does, it always has. And telling yourself it doesn't is in fact a bit paradoxically, it's the quickest way to get yourself to more suffering. <laughs> yeah. I know I always mention like the Buddha's two arrows. That first arrow is inevitable. Uh, everybody's going to die, and that sucks. Yeah. Uh, there's all sorts of things. Life is 10,000 joys and 10,000 sorrows. But taking that second arrow is the one where we say, ah, I can't handle this. I don't like this. This isn't the way that I want. Yeah. And that is pretending like the devil doesn't exist. 
Um, this is now even making me think of what uh, we've been talking about with Pima Children. How by running away from your problems, be they physical, mental, or otherwise emotional, what have you, um, is, you know, it's not sitting with the feelings. Pima's talking about, like, if you feel uh, X, Y, and Z, sit with it. Don't push it away, because then it becomes more powerful. It's like cleaning your room. If you don't clean your room the day it gets dirty, it gets dirtier and dirtier mm -hmm. and dirtier. And That's it becomes a good one. all the harder to sit down and do it, because, oh, God, now, now my clothes are all over the place. Mm -hmm. That if you just did it on day one, if you said, hey, this is dirty, let me clean it, it would be way easier to deal with. Um, so it's not so much, but, th but that being said though, it's, it's almost two different questions, Mike, like the first, the first statement would be, there is the devil. But what I think maybe we're trying to discuss today is why we need the devil. Yeah. Um, and what would your answer to that be? It, Cause I just addressed how, well, look, here it is. So what are you going to do? Right. But that's still an equivocation to this question. We need the devil. Yes. <clears throat> well, I'm glad you asked that question, Derek. Uh, <laughs> no, nah, um, one thing I just want to say uh, bef before we get into that is, um, you know, two two of uh, mine's and yours, you know, favorite religious uh, teachings, which would be, uh, you know, Buddha and Jesus. You know, Buddha had the Maras who tempted him. And mm -hmm. it, it is a fine question to say, you know, without that, moment would he have ever become enlightened you know probably not same and same that you know kind of how it works there I you think. go and, and and i think that the reason i want to say that before we get into it is because i feel like it sets it up really well you know and then you think of jesus he also had a a temptation with with satan and um oh freddie's got it let's see yes you need evil in order to have the choice to do good amen he's going right in it's about having a choice. What choice will you make? Yep, it's yep, it's choice and then even 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 more, it's 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 necessary. So just like they would they would these these great spiritual leaders both had this temptation period, both this good and evil. And then you you know, I I like to also think about yin and yang, which is which I've been looking at more and one of one of the interesting things is like the the meaning of it is it's like a mountain, you know, like the very, very early meaning of it before like Com Confucius really got in there is looking at a mountain and that moment when it's not all sun and it's not all dark. There's some clouds. That was that is like the yin yang moment. And that is what we want to achieve. And what do you need to achieve all these things? You need some sun. You need some darkness. You need some clouds. And that implicates this balance. So we need suffering. We need evil. We need this, you know, and it, it makes me think of also Paul. He said, where sin abounds, grace abounds that much more. Mm -hmm. And I these are difficult things, you know? Yeah, that's because on a certain level, that's difficult to hear. Yes. Because, because there is... I feel like a lot of people would say, yeah, but there's too much suffering in the world and we suffer in ways that we shouldn't. And why can't people just have health care or something like that? You know, why does everybody have to blah, blah, blah. Um, Which I just want to say, I think that's a little bit of a different discussion 
because that yeah it yeah it uh, it's true we shouldn't you know but i'm just at this level i i'm thinking more on a level of like just the existence yeah and, and, and that, that's part of it too is like and if there was a balance we wouldn't have those things that you just mentioned yeah, yeah very true so very true. so it seems like evil is a little bit a little bit higher right now yeah. that's the thing yeah that's that's another paradox is how can we realize there is suffering in the world inevitably while also trying to work constantly to relieve suffering um it seems paradoxical but it is the work of life yeah um, amen and so yeah we should work to minimize suffering but you you can't get it down to zero no. And in fact, you wouldn't want to. This is the thing that people, you know, I feel like a lot of atheists always say about like the idea of heaven. It's like a, you know, stand-up comedy joke from the 1980s. Like, well, if you were in heaven all the time, like, what, everything's supposed to be just amazing all the time? You just hang out and do nothing? Wouldn't that be boring? Wouldn't that be, well, you get to hang out with your family? <laughs> I didn't want to see them anyway. <laughs> you know, like, uh, but this, at the heart of that uh, silly take is that, well, if you say you got all the things you wanted, so you're living in a mansion and you are never work and you're get have everything that you possibly want. The example I always use is, um, you know, the the MTV Sweet Sixteen show of like the super rich kids who have known such little suffering that when their mom buys them a, a Range Rover for their sixteenth birthday, they're having a meltdown because they wanted a Mercedes. Like, yeah. uh, you're not really going to be able to completely get rid of suffering. This kid will be melting down that they got the wrong expensive car the same way that someone else will be melting down because their marriage is falling apart or something. Yeah. Like the, the material circumstances can be vastly different, but the experience of those emotions uh, are shockingly similar, eerily similar, be they justified or not. And in a great many cases, they are not. But the experience of it hurts the same, or at least similar. Yeah, absolutely. Which speaks to the universal suffering, which is kind of the uh, demiurgical devil, so to speak. Yeah, there's a strange moment that I remember um, in in uh, one of the Gospels where um, someone... Uh, one of one of the the women in this house that Jesus visited. I don't know if it was Mary, um, not Jesus' mother, and and there's two Marys or something. And one one of them kind of like I might be messing this up, but basically pours this expensive perfume on on his feet to clean him because you know that was like a custom, you know, like. And then he he someone says, "Why is she wasting that?" You know, like that. And then he says something like, "You you will always have the poor." but you will not always have me here. And it's, you know, it, in, in my view, you know, I just think he was, he was expressing this reality just like you did, you know, where the, it's always going to be there. Right. And there's, in the, there's, you know, true uh, spiritual wisdom understands it needs to be there. It is actually like the, the energy the the source energy for for good in a sense it 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 makes you uh it's yeah it's like the gas in the tank for good evil yeah really 
So yeah. it, it comes in and, mean, it, and it pumps you up and it shows you what's bad and it teaches you by not teaching you <laughs> what's good, right. you know. <laughs> and I, and uh, sorry, uh, we got... That is the job of the Luciferians and why some say they serve a purpose, therefore are not bad, something like that. <clears throat> and good morning, mm -hmm. Carlos. Thanks for checking in. Hey, Carlos. It's good to hear from Freddie, by the way, also. Uh, I hope he's doing well. Um, yeah, I mean, all the... If you take, in any person's life, the moments that you really cherish, that you truly are, 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 feels are so profound, are very, like, filled with compassion... It's, it's only a couple steps backward necessary to find the bit of suffering that created the need for this bit of grace or created, in a lot of ways, the opportunity for this grace. Like, let's say people love to watch videos uh, on YouTube of, like, soldiers coming home, you know, and they're, like, they're hugging their dog or whatever, like, the, the dog, like, doesn't recognize them at first, and then the dog starts freaking yeah. out, or they're coming home to their young child, and it's just, you watch that, and you just cry, it's, like, unbelievable, oh, my goodness, but look well, at that, that moment yeah. would not have been possible if this individual had to, like, go overseas and fight in an unjust war uh, in a great many cases. Yeah. Um, so there's a pretty like X, Y, and Z example of some difficult worldly suffering that led to this beautiful moment. Yeah. Now, again, whether each one of those instances are justified or right or correct, whatever is, is yeah, uh, I mean, not I, the point I'm making. I think but. we need to be very clear on that to people watching. Like, we're not saying that that stuff is okay and we're like in favor of it. Yes, let's, you know, we, we need more evil, you know, so that we can. <laughs> So we can be more good, you know. Let's just. When, when you first texted me about the idea for this episode, I said it's it's perfect that we we did twenty nine episodes talking about God, and then we're just gonna be a satanic podcast after this. Yes, I'm just gonna carve a what's the, what's the pentagram into my forehead at the end of this. Yeah, no more eight 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 six six six. Because, but yeah, no. We're, we're by no means are we like advocating lean into the devil and do that stuff. Um, we're merely uh, being cognizant of the fact that this is the what it is to be a human. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's just on planet Earth. Yeah, that's it. That's that's all we're saying. We're not we're not like saying anything crazy. And um, you know, and it, it's necessary. You know, I I really like, I love what Paul says. You know, where sin abounds, grace abounds. It's just it's a wonderful, simple way of of saying it. You know, where, as those. You know, and it makes me think of one of my favorite books by, you know, Viktor Frankl, you know, Man's Search for Meaning. Where did where did he produce such a wonderful, powerful work that's helped so many people? He created logotherapy from that. He was in a concentration camp and it's, he birthed. And like we've talked about this before, you know, not not like me and you can understand, you know, being two guys here, but the <laughs> women giving birth. I mean, the the absolute greatest miracle that, you know, is beyond our understanding is very painful. It doesn't feel great. So so hear. I've been told, you know, not, I, didn't, <laughs> I would know nothing about it. I'm not saying I understand it. And um, yeah. And here yeah, but the, honestly, giving birth is, is the it's the example of examples. Yeah. That uh, for all intents and purposes, for the amount of joy that that, that it gives and brings to people, um, we appreciate our blessings when we have losses. 
there it is. Yeah, that's that's uh, where sin abounds, more grace abounds. You know, more mm-hmm. you go through more when you get what you what you were trying to get to, even or or the the peace you've been looking for. When you finally get it, you more appreciate it. You're more thankful. You know, it's no coincidence. I believe that people who've had a rough life, when they do well, they're very grateful. Even when you think about like uh, older folks be having a lot of wisdom. Like, oh, well, you should ask your grandpa about that because they, mm. uh, yeah, well, your grandma has a lot to say about both. Why are those people wise? It's because they've been through a lot of suffering. Yeah. You know, and, and whatever, you might, maybe you want to talk to somebody because they're really successful and they, they worked really hard to get where they're at. Well, they're not likely to tell you the story. They're going to tell you the things that did work out, but they're also going to highlight the fact of, yeah, I went through a lot of difficult crap for no, you know, for, that was seemed like it was for no reason at the time, and and generous. That's a good but, one. Yeah. By not having, that's a, good one too. that's a great one. Yeah, by not yeah. having and knowing what it is not to have, you will, will be me. more generous because you Absolutely. know how that feels. That's a great example, actually, yeah. of uh, something awesome. the devil can do for you. Thank you, John. Um. Yeah, it, old, older folks have wisdom because they've been through a lot of suffering and they figured out how to work their way through it. Um, and yeah, and suffering can be like, you, you know, you're born as this piece of marble. And uh, <laughs> I think, I, actually, I just thought of this. Uh, you know that uh, DJ, uh, her name's Delilah? You know, and she's, she hosts like a national radio show. Oh my like God, yes, I've listened to her. She's... <laughs> She's like on the light station. She's yes. been around forever. And she has a very smooth yeah, voice. Yeah, hey, yeah. how's everybody doing? Oh, okay, yeah. We're going to cut to Taylor Swift right now. Uh-huh. And people call and they're like, I'm on my ninth marriage and I don't know what yeah, to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, it's going to be fine. <laughs> <laughs> One time. Here's a song heard, for you. Exactly. Here's a top 40 hit to make <laughs> you feel better. This one goes out to Brian and Karen. Um, but I heard her say one time, I don't know why I just thought of this, but I think her quote was, Character is is carved with a knife called pain. Boom. And uh, that's actually a pretty good stinger. Uh, <laughs> because, look, uh, if you have a piece of marble and you want it to look like a beautiful statue, how do you do that? Um, you don't get a sponge out and start rubbing it and lathering it yeah. up and making it feel real good. You got to get the chisel out and you got to hack away at that thing yes um and it's not to say that that doesn't hurt because it does definitely does <laughs> i wish it would hurt less yeah but at the end of it i mean this is with anything man it's a universal principle how do you get good at something is you push through yes this constant you constantly run into it like with myself and guitar like uh the moments where i got demonstrably better at guitar was when I reached a mountain and at first I was like oh god I don't want to do this <laughs> I re- this sucks and then you just keep working through but these moments where the world is pushing back against you it's not in my opinion it's not just this random horse shit mm-hmm. it, sorry uh, it is uh, forgive me it, it, those are the moments, <laughs> those are the exact moments when you should push through. Uh, this is um, Joseph Campbell. The cave that you're scared of going in is where 
the treasure you seek lies. Wow. Um, That's a good one. The cave that yeah. you're scared to go in is where your, what is it? Your secret lies? Where the, the, the treasure gift. that you seek the tre- Yes, lies. the treasure that you seek. And it's listen. That's so true. Woo, man! That's <laughs> a stinger for the like for the stinger having, episode. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's the, that'd be another tease. Uh, but you know, fear, as I, Dr. Ivan would say, fear is like an evolutionary um, thing that um, you know helped us be safe and grow and, and continue to exist. Um, but fear is also, in, I think, in a great many people's minds tied with the devil the evilness mm-hmm. um and and it's very easy to think well that's useless why does that exist this again goes back to dr ivan's question why do bad things happen to good people he's up <laughs> he woke up uh, ivan was a dead sleep in bed and then he heard us talking about him and he woke up like <laughs> you warned the damsel gotta fight the dragon Oh, you want the damsel. Yeah, man, you know, that's the thing. Michael Jordan. Did Michael Jordan, is he the greatest basketball player ever? Because he wanted to be, and then he thought about it, and then it was like, yeah, I'm going to do that. It's because that guy was in the gym every day, and he was, like, psychotic about being competitive, probably to an annoying degree to some of his teammates. Yeah. But he fought and, and scrapped and uh, more or less conquered the devil in a great many and cases. And that, that reminds me of uh, <laughs> something Paul, at one point, he, he compares the spiritual life to that of an athlete. It's yeah. In the scriptures, you know, he, he says, you know, that same thing you're saying, you know, where you, you endure, you go, it's difficult, you keep going, you press towards the goal. It's the same inward thing, you know, because you know, one of the things that... Uh, that I think is so powerful about all of this is is when you push it inward. You know, like we're, we're, so far we've been out, very external. You know, we've been yes. outside. This is the way the world is. Circumstances. This, this, circumstances. But when you jump in and, and, and it, if it's that childhood hurt, if it's that whatever it might be, uh, pain, uh, you've been wronged, you've been this, you've been that, meditating on that, holding on to that, dealing with that get getting more you know dealing with your hurt pulling back then having the objectivity to see everyone in that situation what was their hurt why did they hurt you like dealing with that difficult stuff that's the personal aspect and personal growth and the this very spiritual aspect which will help you to see these things in the world is sort of a, a, like what we've been saying, you know, the, the need, you know? So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and that is a good point, too, that uh, it's as classic as having the angel on your shoulder and the devil on your other shoulder. As, you know, as much as that is an Acme cartoon, uh, it is. We've all it had is. those moments where you're looking at the one and the other being like, what should I do right now? <laughs> you know? and, but, and, uh, and it's real, man. That's yeah, real. It, it is the struggle. And, and, and the thing is, if, if you, you know, you know, I know I keep repeating this, but you invite all those bad guys in, you know, mm-hmm. you have, you, you, you come over, hey, let's talk. That's the best way, man. You know, not running from them. That's the best way. Simple. You deal with them. You, you let, them, let them talk, hear them out, and, and you face that stuff. Mm-hmm. And yeah, a, a lot of it has to do with 
at least having the courage to admit that that exists in the world and it exists within you. Um, and again, trying to, to ignore it and say that'll never happen to me, it'll never be like that, um, is in fact uh, uh, the same as kind of accepting, basically accepting the devil. <laughs> yeah. Like saying he doesn't exist is like the, uh, the potion, the magic spell to make him appear. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. And, uh, and it is, yeah, it, it is ingrained and, and, and it's not all bad, even though the experience of it, the suffering of it, you know, kind of sucks. Ivan says, the glory of overcoming hardship may be hardwired in humans. Studies have shown that we seek adversity even when all is good. Ain't that the truth, man? Yeah. So I'll tell you what, a perfect example is, uh, I was talking with a buddy of mine back, you know, say a couple months ago when like the baseball season was about to start. Even in the best of all hearts, there remains a small corner of evil. Alexander Solstein. That's the yin and yang right there, man. That's why in the in the dark side, there's that little teeny circle of light. But in the light side, there's that little teeny circle of darkness. Because even in your most elative moments where uh, everything, you're like, this is one of the greatest moments of my life. There still might be that little dark circle where yeah. in the back of your mind, you're like, but tomorrow's, I'm just going to go back to work. Right. Which you know, is making like, that moment that much greater. In that time. Exactly. Exactly. Because you could look at that and be like, well, that just means that nothing is all good. And that sucks. But because everything is in time, moving, doesn't last forever, hardly lasts for very long, that in fact adds more weight, more power, and more compassion to that individual moment that is so wonderful. Um which, again, this is a very delicate argument to make, but suffering can make uh, not suffering all the better, <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. it's, it, it's, it's, back to, it's back to this feeling of being in heaven, that if everything was amazing all the time, you wouldn't realize it because you would have nothing to contrast it against. Um, so as much as we can strive to have it be all amazing all the time... Um, if you were to follow that to its end, you would be more unhappy than where you started, I think. Uh, <laughs> at 8.30, uh, a cigar at 8.30. Hey, man, uh, so, I'm, not, I'm not knocking anybody. So we, so we brought the devil out, Derek. That's, that's, Maybe not. I'm, know, just, I'm joking. a cigar in the morning. It'd be all right. <laughs> I'm kidding. But like Ivan said, studies have shown that we seek adversity when all is good. Um this is like uh, no more plainly stated than with super rich people. Any rational, like let's say middle, uh, middle class, lower class person would be like, if I was Jeff Bezos, I would just give everyone in the world a hundred million dollars and I would just like never work ever again. And I would just sit on a desert, I, I would sit on an island and drink cocktails all day. Any rational person has that belief. But which is but, why they aren't Jeff Bezos. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I, I assume, just based on how these people act, when you get to that level, you're still not sated. And you are constantly chasing this thing because those people have eliminated... Uh, a lot of the suffering that bothers a lot of people's lives that is related to economics, largely. 
and they're still they still need to create suffering in their lives so that they'll have something to chase well i, I remember um, i was i was reading a book uh written by gosh i didn't read the whole thing i just read a little bit of it years ago it it speaks to what you're talking about uh it was a psychologist who was a psychologist for the one percent <laughs> oh god the stories that person and that and has. that's what it was about it was about you know, you would not believe, you know, these people, uh, the issues they would have to us would be like, what are you kidding me? You know, I, I'm just going to make something up, you know, like I bought this yacht and then he bought a bigger yacht, you know, just in that zone, you know, really, <laughs> Insane. but he said what he learned, you know, he learned a lesson from it. Whereas kind of like what Ivan said, we make up this adversity. We, yes. It's innate, you know, and it, it can get bad, I'm sure, you know, if, if it goes to an extreme. Um, I haven't had something here. This, uh, goes, go ahead. goes back to what you guys were talking about regarding Buddhist philosophy of the only constant is change. Feeling both good and bad are fleeting experiences. Yeah. Yes. This is, this is I, I mean, we talked about before the book you gave me, Flow. That in order to be in a sort of contented state over an extended period of time, you need to jump into the flow. You need to get into a flow sort state. Of, yeah. The nature of flow is moving. It's not stagnant. Um, and even uh, there's uh, the philosopher Hegel who talked about the dialectic. Um, that nature in and of itself, society, culture is in a constant. We never reach a plateau where we get to stop for a while and go, okay, cool, let's think about what we're going to do. As things are constantly moving, constantly changing, constantly rolling. Yeah. Um, he described it as, as the whole universe. This is another, I wanted to mention this to you. Like He described the universe, God, as geist. Um, and that the, the geist, the oneness, was all moving towards like a sort of ultimate realization where constantly things are getting better and better and better. Ooh, Whether like, that yeah, that's I like that. true, I can see I why you wanted to know. mention that because we were we were talking about that. We were kind of floating around. Things yeah, like we that. sure were. But the point is, um, yeah, his dialectic was that things are in a constant state of change. So if you are going to jump into that river, you need to be able to swim with the current. And fighting against that current or trying to drop anchor and forget everything, yeah. Um, it's a path to madness, man. It's, it's an well, impossible task. It's a mountain you'll never climb. While we're, we're talking about all this stuff, I actually remembered I I wrote something down. You know how I journal and stuff. Yes. Um, this week, and I'd like to read it real real quick because it it fits right in with this. And 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 I didn't realize it, but I I came to these thoughts and conclusions by basically meditating on this all week because we were having the show. So I mm -hmm. thought a lot about this stuff. Mm -hmm. And uh. Something I kind of wrote in there. It says, uh, when all the distractions fail to keep me content and the journey inward hurts. So it's, you know, see where we're going here. Mm. When all of the noise is too loud and quietness is too still. When moving and doing is like swimming upstream. When ancient wisdom seems too foolish. When jealousy, insecurities, regrets, and hurts sit on your chest and make you feel trapped. When excitement loses its spark and your dreams and hopes stop being attractive. When you're hurting so much that you want to hurt someone so that you won't be alone, be kind, be kind to you. It's okay to be here. Be. Ask about, ask a doubt, loneliness, sorrow, anxiety, and the whole gang to get off of your chest so they can pull up a chair 
and sit with you. Offer them some tea because, well, you need them. Let them be. Feel their projections. They are necessary. Tune their waves and vibrations into peace by letting them yell. While they yell, breathe in and out and don't engage. Learn from them how not to be. They will tire out soon. They just want to express themselves. Be a good listener. Don't judge them right now. Give them space. They only stick around for captive audiences, and they are very impatient. They are the caterpillars of dark stories that will become the butterflies of light. They are the raw energy that you will tap into and recycle into a powerful reset. They are the sunset before the sunrise, the pain before the birth, the athlete's agony in training. So don't weaponize them against yourself. Use them to transform your mind. Perform contortions on their arrows and twist them into directions that lead outward into the great unknown. Don't play their game. Play yours. Love them. Heal them. Nurture them. Make them all healthy. Be their doctor. Change their narratives. See through their illusions. Make your own magic. Direct your own show as you write the story and give them their roles. After all, they came to rest. They came to you restless and lost. They need you as much as you need them. So why not work together? Make anger, play motivation. Make hurt, play healer. Have frustration, be patience. And broken, play whole. They have been studying all their lives for those parts. But you're the boss. You're the owner of this ship. And they need your advice. So the questions are only yours to answer. They are anxiously awaiting you to show them the way. You will tame all those beasts with love, compassion, faith, hope, and wisdom because they are thirsting and you are the well. So dig deep and give them plenty to drink. Replenish yourself daily with new nourishment and rest so you can make them all healthy and strong. After all, they are the cast members in the story of your life. When they see how you love yourself, they will learn to love. They will begin to take care of you, protect you, and guide you. But don't stop feeding them. You must take care of yourself because when they don't get fed, they become restless and will turn on you in a heartbeat. You are the well that they must drink from, and their thirst is eternal. Teach them as they taught you. That's a beautiful passage, Mike. Um, Thanks, man. That was, uh, yeah, that's that's right on with what we're talking about, man. And one of the things that I, I always find so comforting, because it feels very intuitive to me, is to look to kind of natural examples to illustrate um yeah, when we hurt others so we won't be alone. Yeah, that hit me too, man. Because um, that's really it, you know. The reason why Mitch McConnell is such a bad guy is because his parents didn't love him enough. It's not because he's an evil guy. <laughs> that's that's all mm. the can of worms. But I like to look to nature for examples of big philosophical principles. Because it just, I, to me, they feel simple. They feel intuitive. Yeah. yeah. Athletes, training. In order to become really strong and powerful, you have to go through a lot of pain. You have to like scream in a gym and lift these heavy things and push yourself past where you don't want to go in order to become better. You could not have a more concrete example um, of suffering is grace than working out in a gym. A caterpillar is another great one where caterpillars, you know, look, (laughs) maybe some of this is being... uh, caterpillar phobic uh, or <laughs> insectophobic 
<laughs> but there's something about insects generally that people think oh, they're kind of gross and they're furry and they have too many legs and they're little weird things and they live in your house. You don't want them there. But universally, people would also similarly say that butterflies are like beautiful things. Um, but you can't have a butterfly without a caterpillar. Yeah. Uh, that's another natural example that feels very intuitive and very simple yeah. to illustrate an enormous philosophical point, in my opinion. And then when you're talking about uh, like those the, these difficult suffering feelings, the, how would you deal? It goes back to what we were talking about two weeks ago about like Aikido, that, you know, this big, angry, uh, drunk guy gets on the train and this Aikido master speaks to him and almost uses his energy takes it in and works it back and gives it back to him. And it's yeah, that's a chemical a, I love process that of I love that. turning a malice into compassion. Um, it's actually being a, a strong agent of change by, by doing that. Yeah, absolutely. And, and uh, difficult to do. So if you were going to deal with some sort of external person that way, how would you deal with somebody who is ranting and raving and you need them to quiet down? Well, that suffering, that negative feeling, that negative thought pattern that is in your head, you would deal with them the same way, which is, look, if you throw down the gloves and you just start f fighting and scrapping against that thing, even if you win, you're going to lose because you're going to get hurt in the process and they will be as stronger and just as angry and just as powerful at the end of that bare knuckle brawl yeah. as they were when they first stepped in. Or it. even more, maybe. Or even more, yeah. And you personally, it'd be so easy to be like, well, I hate that person even more, mm -hmm. you know? And in this case, not a person, but the feeling of X, Y, and Z. Um, so that's just a, a wonderful I, I love, passage, man. Yeah, I love uh, that. Thank that, you for reading that. you that. brought that in. Thank, thank you. No, I love that you brought that in because it also reconfirms, you know, something that I'm strongly believing in these days, which is that the further you go inward, the more you're going to understand what's outside. It's It's... <laughs> like a reflection it's like look it's like water you know you look at it you see yourself you know it's it's just there uh i think that's exactly it man i <laughs> go to john's comment why am i thinking silence of the lambs he said <laughs> <laughs> that, that's something for you to think about my friend when we are interested we'd like to hear why please uh, oh that's hilarious man <laughs> but what's i've been saying up there um, I've been reading about the insatiable desire humans have for achievement and acknowledgement. In the book, they reference several stories of how wealthy people who have it all work themselves to death, literally. Yeah, the insatiable desire, desire for achievement and accomplishment. I got thoughts on that. What do you got? <laughs> what do you got, Derek? You... No, go ahead. He, tri he triggered like... me. Ivan's good at triggering me. Um, <laughs> But in a good way, not like in a trigger, like in an argument. Like he triggers thoughts, I mean. Uh, yes. You know what's funny? Like how loaded words become, right? I, when I'm saying trigger, I'm meaning he triggers me like, wow. Yeah, it's just, I have like in a good way. Now. But when yeah. you say trigger these days, it's so loaded. It's like, it's like you, you have to about trauma. You have okay. to clarify. Yeah, like he triggered me. Now I'm feeling, you know. No, I mean he triggered <laughs> me uh, thought. Um, so, yeah, because I feel like my, my opinion of that is that that happens a lot when you count on which we all have formed our idea of ourselves from the ideas of other people. And when that is the sole source of how you know who you are, 
that is the result, whether you're wealthy or not, you still haven't dug inward at all. And and the thing is, and I believe this is why Jesus said it, it's harder for a, a rich man to get into the kingdom. You know, uh, the translation is a little weird, but people commonly know it as, you know, uh, like a camel going through the eye of a needle, which is not exactly the right translation, but I, well, I'm not going to get into that right now. But the the concept is the same, even though the translation is weird. Um, the concept is that, you know, it's basically near impossible. And I think that that is what he meant by that, because you are not going to get the challenge. You're not going to get the suffering necessary to enter the kingdom unless you create it yourself or unless something happens to you unexpectedly. But you're very wealthy. Anything you want to do tomorrow, you you will do. You know, it's going to be very hard for you to produce this suffering for yourself because <laughs> you would have to at this point, right? For the most part, unless you get cancer, <laughs> yeah. unless something really bad happens to you, which, which yeah. of course, can happen. But uh, right. in the normal sense of things, it's going to be hard for you because you, we, we have, you know, uh, the people at the bottom or in the middle, we ha- constantly have things that are going to push us, that are going to drag us. We're actually more, you know, blessed of the poor, you know? Mm-hmm. It's a blessing because that's why it's a blessing because you have these natural triggers good triggers that seem bad to force you inward to make you a better person and to make you able to be content in in the midst of all this craziness you know and um you know it's just it's just a good to me a a good way of of when you see the the wealth and you see you know opinions of others you know it's it's coming from a whole different angle you know now we're getting into a little bit of the alan watts territory (laughs) <laughs> which you know i'd love are. to talk about for another hour because i haven't even, i finished the the book and my gosh yeah yeah oh my gosh what uh, highly a, re- highly recommended man we're gonna have we, we talked about doing a book giveaway at some point yeah we gotta um, do i want to give away a, a, a several books we should do that yeah I, sure. I agree we will be we should we will be doing that soon uh that that is a great point man of, of this constant seeking uh for achievement and acknowledgement that when you are constantly define, allowing other folks to define who you are or your circumstance. And again, our culture is that. Our culture is what not who you are, but what do you have? And then what do you do with it, I guess, is a sub-question. But um, this even goes back or, or, or preys upon the notion of original sin, that as you are, you're not good enough. You yeah. have to do things in order to be lovable. That's a, that's a great episode right there. Which is where the source of a lot of... Because everybody, I know Ram Dass talks about, like, everybody has their thing. I'm too tall. I'm too short. But that's also well, a, my, a good tool yeah. that the people in power use to control. Absolutely. The moment you can, they can get you to feel inadequate, they can give you an answer to your supposed inadequacy. Yeah. Um, well, I don't want to stop you, but we, we have a little bit left. And, and that yeah. kind of, as usual, Ivan triggered a whole new episode, <laughs> which is not right. unusual. You know, he just gave us a whole new episode, which is why we bring him up here every now and then. Because that's, right. that's what Ivan does. You know, uh-huh. he, he brings a great thought. Um, but I'd like to, since we this was one of our themed episodes, jump back into uh, 
Uh, hold, let's read this. <laughs> Happy 30th. I, I never thought I'd be excited to wait. Hey, oh, man, that's beautiful. I love you. Love you, Ivan. Thank you for that. I feel the same way, and thank you, Ivan. Thank you, Ivan. <laughs> so it's not just me and you excited to get up for Sunday. Good. All right? And we Good. got a whole bunch of other people here on the comments. John, uh, we had Freddie, we had Carlos, we had Maria. And Maria thank, thank you, everyone, for that. You know, Oh, yes. shoot. John is going to... I got... I, I wanted to read this, but I'm more curious as to how he got Silence of the Lambs in the mix. It's about transformation. Buffalo Bill wants to transform himself. It isn't until Clarice identifies with her fear that she is transformed to the agent that captures the criminal. She got there by confronting the devil and Hannibal. Hmm. Make me want to watch it again now. <laughs> with that lens. But here's what's so fun about these playing with these kind of universal principles. Mm-hmm. is you will see examples of them everywhere because ultimately like the world is so complicated in the details but fundamentally and principally it's not that complicated yes so that's silence of the lambs that's a great example yeah that is um, a very good one and we could probably think of all sorts of things that illustrate exactly what we're talking about in any event mike let me go ahead let me uh well, that's so funny. Silence I'm, of the I'm gonna read. I talk about. <laughs> I mean, when you're talking about the devil, you gotta talk about the silence. Yeah. He, <laughs> you know he, I mean? Well, actually, yes. He's. It's very good of him to bring that in here because that was, <laughs> and that perspective is is awesome. For sure, and it puts that wow. lens. It lends right on it, you know, and it also opens For the sure. do- door to what you're saying, where you you, it's part of all of our stories. Yes. As dark as the story may be, or as bright as it may be. Right. From Disney to it's, Silence of the Lambs. It's right. in there. It's in there, man. So uh, I'm going to read from, from Pima uh, for the first time, even though I talk about her constantly. That's true. I don't know if we got a real Pima We've never, yet. no, no. So a you know, I, I carefully, you know, came up with this one. And mm-hmm. I think it's, it's a great closer. Um, to be fully alive, fully human, and completely awake is to be continually thrown out of the nest. To live fully is to be always in no man's land. To experience each moment as completely new and fresh. To live is to be willing to die over and over again from the awakened point of view. That's life. So embracing these difficulties, all that stuff, from the awakened point of view, that's what living is. And then she goes to the other side. Death is wanting to hold on to what you have and to have every experience confirm you and congratulate you and make you feel completely together. She calls that death and she that that I want to read that again, because that is basically <laughs> that is our society. She just said yeah. your whole culture how it's driven is death death is wanting to hold on to what you have and to have every experience confirm you and congratulate you and make you feel completely together Hmm. she drops the mic fema you're so right man she just makes me so upset (laughs) man you don't I, I'll never stop talking about how upset I was reading that book, how I would put it down, how I would move, how I would, how I would be angry at this person I don't even know. 
right. You can see why, right? Did you just hear what she said? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm furious. If that doesn't, if that doesn't stick you a little bit, I don't know. I don't know what will. She just disrespected my whole life. That's crazy foul, man. That is like she. It's like it's like we were in a spiritual battle, you know, like like how two rappers battle. Yes. And she just and she she made me she made all my friends leave, (laughs) went to the other side. She she embarrassed me. My head is down. I put my hood on. I'm not gonna say anything. I'm not gonna talk to anyone. I'm off social media for the next month. She's a beast, man. Pima's a beast. She is, man. That's that. That is a mic drop moment from Pima. Uh, God forbid we ever meet this woman. Oh no! I'm, listen, I, I don't know what I'm gonna. I do. don't know whether to punch her in her arm or hug her, or both. Yeah, no. Maybe I should or do both. Bo- knowing her, she'd probably I'm, appreciate. Both would be the way. Punch to her go, and yeah. then hug her. She'd be like, "You got the message, Michael. Very good. Very you good. Understand you now. understand. Thank you." <laughs> For real, man. So there you have it, Mike. That's why we gotta have the devil. Yeah. Is uh, it ain't up to us, and he's here, so we might as well be nice to him. Yeah. So he doesn't rule our life. And listen, for 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 all the Old Testament and New Testament biblicists, Job sure makes it sound. The Book of Job sure makes it sound like he works for God, right? And with God. And that. I'm not, you know, I I know that's pretty blasphemous, but, (laughs) you know, it, it's what it sounds like. He said, hey, he asked for permission. If you, who do you ask for permission? Your boss, right? Mm -hmm. Whoever's the king, whoever's in charge. The authority figure. You know, that's, that's, that's what that story says to me. And that's what sent us on this journey when we were talking about Job one day. And, uh. Here we are, mm-hmm. and hopefully, uh, I, I I enjoyed it, and uh, it I tell you, for me personally, thinking about this topic, a lot of growth and a, a lot of insight. Me too, man. Because, uh, like I said, part of the reason why I wanted to do it is because the title of it, "Why We Need the Devil," feels so salacious, yeah, uh, and blasphemous, and like uh, incorrect on, at face value. Um, but I, it is something really worth thinking about because even as Pima's saying, as you're saying, like. Sitting with that notion deflates its power, yeah, and helps to like give you a better sense of equanimity to be able to reckon with the inevitable showing up of the quote unquote devil, yeah, and um, and it and does to be able to transmute it quicker. And it does just it's looking at it, we didn't change anything, we just looked at it from a different place. We moved somewhere else, and we 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 you know, instead of being up here perched up high. We mm-hmm. got low, and we just kind of looked at everything from down there, which we never have really. You know, mm-hmm. I can speak for myself. I never really dug into this, and you know, and and I think I think it it's it's great. I think that's what we should always be doing. Go go some look look at that mountain from somewhere else. Go over there now. Look at it. You know, sit down. Look at it from from how how do the squirrels see this area? You know, mm-hmm. go up high somewhere. Like how do the birds see up here on this mountain? And by that, you get like a fuller understanding and you're looking at things from all the different perspectives. And and uh, that goes back to what you were saying when you think about nature. You know, it's not yet. That's another thing to, for us to get deeper into, you know, nature. You know, how, how do we learn from that? Which is what you were saying. You know, there's the inward journey. There's our uh, community 
understanding. And then there's a look at nature, which will help us understand everything else too, which is the whole mm-hmm. yin yang thing. Yes. Mm-hmm. But uh, mm-hmm. we we've gone we've gone over a bit, but we deserve that. Yeah, it's come our 30th on, thirtieth episode. episode. <laughs> Load up. Well, Mike, music. I uh, I'll pull back the curtain and say that this episode was your idea. Um, so you're the Satanist, not me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Fine. <laughs> Fine, be that way. Fine, fine. I'm gonna turn on you right at the end of the episode. (laughs) But that's good, though. You by you doing that, you 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 became. I'm pushing suffering. The energy I need. That's correct. To grow even more. Thank you, Derek. (laughs) You're quite welcome, man. And I obviously meant it that way, no other way. Well, thank you all for tuning in. Um, Yes. Thank you for all the, the the great comments. Especially mm-hmm. the silence of the lambs, the silence of the lambs breakdown. Special shout out to that one. That is that's fantastic. That really helped, <laughs> you know. And thank you, Ivan, for giving us another episode idea. Yeah, no, that that. Wait, we're we have to talk about that, man. For sure. All right, everybody. Peace. Thanks for tuning in. See you next time on episode number thirty-one. Thirty-one.